What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another hour of the Andy Slater Show. On this Wednesday, October 17th, we're halfway through the week. Unfortunately, we're halfway through the month. And I say unfortunately because that means time is just moving quickly. But October is one of the best months on the entire sports calendar right there with March. So we got a lot going on as we always do in October. And I'm so glad to be here yet again today to discuss it all. Now, before I get into anything sports-wise, I do. To every one of you that came out last night to my poker tournament here at the Hard Rock, and I say here at the Hard Rock because I am still here at the Hard Rock. I am doing the show yet again today from Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood. Wasn't necessarily the plan, but you know me, my plans change all the time. Normally I win the poker tournament. I've got so much adrenaline in me. I'm just driving back to the house. Well, last night I did not win my own poker tournament. I finished in 21st. Tough for me to uh, say, but I finished in 21st. Which isn't terrible, considering there were 145 entries into the tournament last night. So it was a fantastic turnout in the poker room. Got to meet a lot of you for the first time. Um, Some of you for the second, third, or fourth time, or maybe too many times. But all kidding aside, it really, really uh, was a great event. And I can't wait until the next one, which... It's really not all that far away. It's going to be on November 7th. That's a Tuesday night. So put it in your phone right now, Tuesday night, November 7th. When the Hard Rock doubled the prize pool from 10000 to 20000 and I kept telling you guys about that, and you get 40,000 chips to start instead of twenty, and it's only 250 bucks to buy in, it just became that much bigger of an event. So it was fantastic. We had more than $30,000 in the prize pool last night. And I really thought I was going to get that first place for the fourth time since December. But next month, I'll do a better job. 21 out of 145 is not bad, but I got to do better. Just got to make every right decision. And I think I made the right decision by staying over here last night, having a great breakfast this morning, and just doing the show here uh, yet again. The hard rock in this show is just perfect uh, together. So, again, thank you very much to all of you who came out last night. And if you missed it, Tuesday night, November 7th, that is going to be the next one. I got a lot of traveling going on. It's funny, this morning, so I'm here at the hard rock now, and this morning... I left the room, I go downstairs to go to eat breakfast at uh, Rise, the cafe. So I'm going downstairs, I get out of the elevator, I'm walking over to Rise, and there's a guy with his wife, they're walking the other direction, and he says to me, hey, not in Medellin today, huh? (laughs) I didn't know who he was, I mean, maybe you're tuned in right now, but I I said no, 
not in Medellin today, but the plan is to be there tomorrow. And that's what I still got to figure out. I'm being very indecisive on, on this decision. I got two options. Option number one, I go to Medellin tomorrow and I'm there for a week or so, which is always a great option. Option number two is I stay in Miami until Saturday, and then on Saturday, I fly from Miami to Philadelphia, and I'm in Philly for two nights, and I go to the Dolphins-Eagles game on Sunday night football. Now, some of you might be thinking, that's a no-brainer. Why would you not go to the Dolphins and Eagles? And I just don't know. If it feels right later tonight or tomorrow, if it feels like that is the thing I should do, then that's what I'll do. And it kind of throws the show for a little loop, too, because the game ends Sunday night. And then I don't want to stay in Philly all the way until like 6 or 7 p.m. on Monday. So I got to either get out of there early, like at 530 in the morning do the show from Miami or take the day off. But how do you go to Philly? How do you go to a Dolphins Eagles game and then not talk about it the day after that doesn't really make so much sense. So if I did go there, I'd probably leave it. I think it's a 531 AM flight from Philly to Miami, meaning I get to the airport at 445. None of this two hours, but, before the flight thing. But to get to the airport at 445, you got to wake up at four, grab a cup of coffee real quick, get dressed, shower. Usually it's better to shower before you get dressed. But you get my point. So I'm really not sure. I mean, my other, the first option is I could watch the Dolphins and Eagles game surrounded by incredible views. So what do I want to do? I'm not sure what I want to do. If you have any ideas, just send them my way on X, formerly Twitter, at Andy Slater. I know it's an exciting time, though. There's a lot of buzz around town. There's more Dolphins apparel being worn. Everybody's revved up for this game on Sunday night. Everyone's revved up for the Dolphins season. We've had buzz here in South Florida all year. I mean, some of you have been buzzed all year, not from sports, but I don't know, maybe drinking too much. But our teams, they haven't made you drink. Normally they would, like, oh gosh, I gotta I gotta have some beers here. Oh, I gotta have some vodka. This year, our teams, with the exception of let's say the University of Miami as of late, our teams have been surprisingly good. Nationally as far as what people think about the Dolphins and the buzz around them, I'm really not 100% sure because I only see some clips on social media. I don't watch national shows. I don't tune into uh, national broadcasts. And that's that's a me thing because I don't want to have anyone else's opinion in my head. I don't want to come on here and talk about other people's opinions. I'm here to give you my opinion, and that's why you're here, to hear my opinion. So 
I don't get any of that stuff in my head, but I do see clips on social media. And there are national shows talking about the Dolphins, of course. But nationally, across the country, for a football fan, I don't know how much chatter there is. Let's say at a sports bar in California or North Dakota about the Miami Dolphins. And that's because fans across the country who are not Dolphins fans, they haven't watched the story develop. Most likely they haven't. They haven't really watched Tua develop like we have. We've watched Mike McDaniel develop. The rest of the country, they haven't seen that. A game here and there, but they haven't watched these guys develop. They haven't been around the Dolphins hearing about them all the time like we have. And that's why you guys are here. That's why you're tuned in to me because you know I keep it local. You come here to this program, the Andy Slater Show, because I am all about South Florida. I'm not going to give you a fake national show. I never will. Unless somebody hands me five million dollars and says Andy I want you to do a fake national show well welcome to the fake national Andy Slater show easy as that money talks five million no problem and I'd I'd lower it a little bit but I love South Florida I love talking about South Florida everything South Florida you need somebody plugged into South Florida and That is me. I love going to these events. That's why I've got Philly on my mind. Any other radio show host in South Florida talking about possibly even heading to Philadelphia for that game? Probably not. I could tell you 100% for sure that no South Florida radio host went to Philadelphia for the Marlins wildcard games because I was there. Craig Mish probably the closest person you could find to a type of radio show that was there but he's doing national baseball stuff and he covers the Marlins so I go to these places I talk about these events all South Florida related I don't have to tell you if you've been here for a long time it's almost 16 years I've been doing this show all right so I got a lot to get to this hour so much to pack into it A lot of action happening here, and we all cannot wait until Sunday night. And I can't wait to discuss what's coming up the rest of the week and this weekend. But I can't get into it until this hour officially begins. It's time to shuffle up and deal. What we are going to see on Sunday is a test. In fact, Sunday night when you turn on this football game, maybe they should have an alert and something running across the bottom of the screen. This is a test. This is only a test. Although the word only is probably not sufficient for this occasion. But it is a test. Here's the deal. We know that teams cannot control their schedules. I hear a lot of chatter. 
I heard it last night during my poker tournament here at the Hard Rock. Oh, we don't know who the Miami Dolphins are. Look, the New York Giants, it's not the Dolphins' fault that the Giants stink this year. Before the season, the Giants were a rising team who had just won a playoff game. When that schedule came out, that looked like a tough matchup. It's also not the Miami Dolphins' fault that the Carolina Panthers are brutal and winless. It's not the Miami Dolphins' fault that Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos are terrible. And I think this is important to bring up because you have people around the country and in South Florida, maybe even some Dolphins fans, some people are saying they don't know how good the Miami Dolphins are. Not that they're, not that I've heard, oh, geez, you know, the Dolphins aren't that good. Look who they've beaten. It's just that people don't know how good they are. Are they just good? Are they pretty good? Are they really good? Are they unbelievably good? And if you're asking that question, I don't think it's unfair. I actually think it is a fair question. If somebody said to me, hey, the Miami Dolphins, they're, they're good, but I think we need to we need to calm down a little bit about them because look at who they've beaten. H- how do I respond to that? Do I say, nah, come on, man, this... This team is unbelievably good. Or do I respond with, look, they're they're really good, but yeah, let's let's find out Sunday night how good they really are. So I think it's a very fair statement if somebody says we don't know how good the Dolphins are. Because you look at their wins, and I'm not I don't want you to get the wrong feeling here. I'm not berating the Dolphins. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm just trying to be fair. The Dolphins beat the Chargers. The Chargers are meh. They beat the Patriots, and the Patriots are awful. They beat the Broncos. The Broncos are awful. They played the Bills. The Bills are good. The Dolphins lost. The Dolphins beat the Giants. The Giants stink. The Dolphins beat Carolina. Carolina stinks. I want to make it clear again. I am not saying the Dolphins are not good. I'm not trying to be a buzzkill at all. All I am saying is, it is fair to wonder how good the Miami Dolphins are. They are good, but how good? They've really only played one very tough opponent. That was the Bills. And they lost that game. So what I want the Miami Dolphins to do on Sunday night, not only get a win, but put it to the Philadelphia Eagles. Because that'll get people really, really, really revved up. That'll kill the conversation. That'll kill all of those statements being said. How good is this football team? The Dolphins have an unmistakable opportunity 
The Philadelphia Eagles were in the Super Bowl last season. They are excellent. Jalen Hurts is really good. Even if that offensive line for Philadelphia or anyone on that roster is a little banged up, they're still really good. The Eagles are an outstanding football team. Plus, Philadelphia, a really tough place to play, particularly on Sunday night football. I was just there. It feels like yesterday. I was there for the Marlins and Phillies at Citizens Bank Park. I can tell you that area, the complex where they've got the stadiums and the arena, it's an incredible sports atmosphere. I was at a night game in Philly. Those fans are loud. They are passionate. Some of them, maybe a lot of them are mean, but they are very knowledgeable. Every single Uber that I was in, they're listening to sports radio. We're talking about it. The Uber driver, extremely knowledgeable about their team. It is going to be nuts Sunday night in Philadelphia. Part of me, I'm talking myself into taking that flight to Philly instead of taking the flight to Medellin tomorrow. Miami, Philly, Philly for two nights. Philly, Miami, do the show in Miami and then take the night flight Miami to Medellin. It's a possibility. Either way, I'm going to be watching the game, of course. We'll be watching Tua versus Jalen Hurts. That's a storyline. They're both Bama guys. They're close friends. I'm certain that watching Jalen Hurts go to the Super Bowl and get that big contract, it's something that Tua has thought about. Like, hey, I can do this. Maybe it's uh, my turn. Those guys have gone at it so many times in practices. They know each other really well. Not that they're defending against each other on the field. They're they're not on the field at the same time. But if you think Tua isn't going to have some extra motivation, come on. He absolutely will. The biggest test in this game on Sunday night, to me, it's going to be for Vic Fangio. We've seen this Dolphins defense feast at times. They've done it against really bad competition. They got sacks against the Giants O-line, but everyone gets sacks against the Giants O-line. They got better as the game went on against the Carolina Panthers, which is fine. They, They didn't start out well, but you can't do that against the Philadelphia Eagles. Because the Carolina Panthers offense is eventually going to stop. The Philadelphia Eagles offense is not. So what is this Dolphins defense going to do Sunday night when they're facing an offensive line that is tough? An O-line that's together and well-coordinated and well-coached. This is an offense for the Eagles that can run the ball, and they got a quarterback with total command of that offense. Let's just say... The Dolphins' defense goes to Philly and balls out. Let's say the Dolphins' defense is tremendous on Sunday night. We know the Eagles' defense is good. The Miami Dolphins' offense should be able to do enough to win this game if their defense can play decent. That's the way I look at it. 
if the Miami Dolphins beat the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday night, and I'm talking to you on Monday with the Dolphins being 6-1, and one, just beating a team that was in the Super Bowl last season, at that point, what are we going to be saying about the Dolphins? What are we going to be saying about their prospects for this season? Where do you think the Miami Dolphins chatter is going to go? When you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number one. And that'll be everywhere. Sunday night is a chance for the Miami Dolphins to make a statement. Because with a win and with a strong performance, everyone will have to say the Miami Dolphins are legit. You can't ding Philly for anything that would say, oh, the Dolphins won because of maybe if Jalen Hurts isn't playing half the game or something. This is a chance to have a quality win. Prime time Sunday night. Forget about who the Dolphins have played previously. This isn't college football in the days of the old BCS where the strength of schedule counts. None of that matters. This is simply a matter of get as many wins as possible before the playoffs. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Mentally, I know the Dolphins aren't going to say it, but they know when they're facing a really tough team, and they know when they're facing a team that might not be as difficult. They know, okay, we're going up against Carolina, who doesn't have a win. They know, hey, we're going to Philadelphia to face a squad that was just in the Super Bowl. So a win, that would work wonders for the Miami Dolphins' confidence. And on top of that, I think it's very interesting how the schedule works out where this isn't just, okay, one game in Philly and then we'll move along. This is a three-game stretch. The Dolphins are in Philadelphia, very tough. They're home against the New England Patriots, who were terrible. And then it's off to Germany to face the Kansas City Chiefs. And that game could be a preview of the AFC title game. So two out of the next three weeks, the Miami Dolphins are playing Super Bowl caliber teams. I would say we are about to learn a whole lot about the Miami Dolphins. We are about to learn who the Miami Dolphins really are. Are they who... You think they are? They are who we thought they were. Or will anyone who's questioning how good they are because of their schedule and thinking in the back of their mind, eh, they're really not that good, are they that team? Are they not really a Super Bowl contender? And because we're about to find out over the next three weeks starting this Sunday night, for that, I'm excited. And all of you should be. Just like when you pick a winner at Gulfstream Park. Live racing going on every week right now at Gulfstream Park. 
in Hollandale Beach. It is the Sunshine Meet at Gulfstream Park. Now, when I go to Gulfstream Park, I go to their trackside restaurant, Ten Palms. I sit down, have a nice table, a fantastic meal, watch the races live right in front of me, and of course, I'm betting on them. Heck, you could wager as little as 10 or 20 cents and possibly make thousands of dollars. I see it happen all of the time. Live racing every week right now at Gulfstream Park during their sunshine meet. Visit their site, gulfstreampark.com, for all the details. And if you can't make it out to Gulfstream Park, you could wager from wherever you are in the state of Florida, completely legal to do, download the First Bet app. The First Bet app is the official wagering app of Gulfstream Park. So what about the other Miami football team, the Miami Hurricanes? What's up with Tyler Van Dyke? Susan Miller Degnan of the Miami Herald asked a question of Mario Cristobal on Monday. She said, Coach, we saw Tyler Van Dyke with his leg wrapped and he wasn't walking well. Is he okay? It's a fair question. Mario Cristobal got mad. He got defensive. He says he's fine. He's playing. There's nothing wrong with him. I don't talk about injuries. But here's the thing. Every week since the hurricane season started, on Tuesday when they hold their media availabilities, Tyler Van Dyke, he talks. Why shouldn't he? He's the starting quarterback. He's a veteran. He's good at doing media. Somehow this week, Tyler Van Dyke didn't talk yesterday, and he didn't talk today. The University of Miami didn't make him available to speak. Why could that be? Is it as simple as he has a math test? Because remember, they are college students. Or is Mario Cristobal trying to avoid Tyler Van Dyke facing questions about his health? Is TVD hurt and Miami just doesn't want to say anything about it? If that's the case, which it probably is, this is this is the issue, one of the issues with UM. They are so secretive. And you may think, why should they say anything? Why, why not just go out there and play games? Why do you have to give out all this information? Here's why. You have a fan base. As a program, you have to get your fan base. You've got to get people in South Florida fired up for these games, ready to go. You want them to be talking about your university. It's not like the Canes haven't lost a football game and there's some powerhouse and people are going to be talking about them. They're far from that. Monday, you have a news conference. Tuesday and Wednesdays, they've got Zooms. Thursday and Friday, they have nothing. Saturday is game day. When the Canes have their practices, they don't even let the beat reporters cover the practices. It's just news conferences. Imagine your only job was to cover the University of Miami football team. How are you supposed to do that when the only time you actually get to see them is on Saturday? And if you happen to do some actual reporting and notice a potential injury, the coach isn't going to say anything about it. If Mario Cristobal was Nick Saban, it wouldn't be a big deal. 
but he's not. If the Canes were a top 10 team and just crushing everyone, people wouldn't care. They would side with the coach. They'd side with Mario. You'd be telling me right now, leave Mario alone. Who cares? Who cares? But I am telling you right now, this secretive stuff, it's going to backfire on them. Because if the Canes continue to be bad, if they only win six or seven games and they don't go to a major bowl game, they're not contending for the ACC, they continue to lose to UNC, which is bad. I mean, five straight years, that's just where Miami is. But the reason this will backfire is because if they continue to play at this level, which is not good, do you know what's going to happen? You don't play well and you're secretive and you're playing in a market with Tua and Messi and Jimmy Butler and Matthew Kachuk. People are just going to start shrugging their shoulders and they're going to move on. They're not going to care about the Canes. So if you want to keep making your team not available, people are going to stop caring. There will be less stories to read. There will be less things to hear about. If that's the way Mario Cristobal and the University of Miami program want to go, if that's the route they choose, go ahead, do it. Because unless you start to win, unless you start to build a program that is not going to not get in victory formation and then lose the game, and you're going to continue to lose to North Carolina, I'm not talking about basketball, I'm talking about football. Well, just go ahead. Nobody's going to care about you. You don't want your team to be covered? Go ahead. Look, I have a policy, and this isn't new. This show is always all about honesty. That's it. Be transparent. If the quarterback is hurt, he's hurt. If he's fine, he's fine. Denying a reporter who saw him hurt and then not having him be available to talk to the media, that does not suggest that Tyler Van Dyke is fine. But I guess we'll find out on Saturday. And if the Canes lose on Saturday, that's three straight ACC losses. Other than the FSU game, what's the interest in this team? If they lose Saturday, what's the interest in the rest of the season? To me, their season is over. Over? Did you say over? Yeah, isn't it? It's wild. I mean, Clemson isn't a great Clemson team, but they're Clemson. They're always good. Miami loses on Saturday. Just forget about it. Something else you should forget thinking about right now because Halloween is coming up. What am I going to wear? Instead of spending a few hours on picking out a costume, why don't you pick out a great financial planner that can help you retire early? You know what? You don't even have to take time for that. I'm telling you to contact Trajan Wealth. Take your time talking to them. It will cost you nothing to set up a meeting with Trajan Wealth. You might think there's no way I can retire early. There's no way I'm going to be able to go on more vacations. There is a way. Trajan Wealth will help you find that way. 
Trajan Wealth is located locally in Palm Beach. They will design a plan based around your goals, and that plan can start immediately. Visit TrajanWealth.com. That's TrajanWealth.com, or give them a call at 561-390-1000. Trajan Wealth, located in Palm Beach, they are there to help you. Call them right away at 561-390-1000. Advisory services are offered through Trajan Wealth, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor, and this is a paid advertisement. The Florida Panthers home opener tomorrow night. And here's what I'm most excited about when it comes to the Panthers. Their goal song. This has been a big thing on this program for a few years. It's been a big deal to me. For a long time, I could not stand the Florida Panthers goal song, which was Sweetness by Jimmy Eat World. The Panthers score. The crowd gets on their feet. And there's nothing to chant to. Because sweetness, it's not a chantable song. So everybody just stood there. I made a big deal about it on this show and on social media. And I believe the Florida Panthers recognized that they had a problem which is fantastic. They said, we're going to make a change. So they took what was a problem and they created a solution that was even worse than the original problem. Last year, the Florida Panthers gave each player their own goal song. The player could pick the goal song. And then when that player scored, that song would be blaring through the horrible speakers, which apparently have not just been fixed, they've been replaced with with better ones. But the idea of having your own goal song was dumb, it was bad, and it was confusing. It's not like a baseball walk-up song. Baseball walk-up songs fire up the batter. You're going into the batter's box. You're trying to get a hit. You're trying to get a home run. A goal song, an individual goal song in hockey The player just scored. The player doesn't need to be fired up. They just scored. They're on the ice celebrating with their teammates. They love it. They don't need to be fired up by a song. Getting fired up for a song comes before what you're actually trying to do. It fires you up to do it. And not only that, routinely in hockey, one guy gets credited with a goal and then it switches. Or you have a tip in a deflection. So you've got this DJ there at the Panthers game having like 25 songs on standby. Who who got it? Was it Barkov? Was it Kachuk? Who was it? it? It was ridiculous. So now, according to Steve Goldstein, the Florida Panthers have a new song and it's one song. They've committed to one song and it better be a good one. It better be a song that has the crowd going and chanting after a goal is scored. The task is so easy. A goal is scored. Everyone in the arena is excited. The home crowd's fired up. They're all into it. All you got to do is keep the party going. 
the hard work of getting everyone out of their seats and pumped up, that's already happened. That happened when the goal was scored. All the song has to do is compliment the moment, not ruin it. It's like when you pick a song for a strip club, there's a girl up there. She's dancing. She picks her song. She's going to have very limited clothing on. You've got people hanging out. Some of them are having a drink. You're enjoying it. You don't want to play church music. Okay, you just don't want to mess up that moment. How difficult is that? Maybe I'm killing two birds with one stone here. Maybe you get a DJ from Dean's Gold to help out the Florida Panthers. This way everybody gets into it. Or even a better idea, you could watch the hockey games at Dean's Gold and then you will be really entertained. Not just by the songs, but by the gorgeous, beautiful women that you'll be surrounded by at Dean's Gold. Dean's Gold is the ultimate gentleman's club for a reason. That's because the beautiful ladies that you'll be surrounded by, they come from all over the world. So many different countries are represented at Dean's Gold. You will have yourself an incredible time. You could watch the games at Dean's Gold. They'll show you the hockey games, the basketball games, the football games. No matter what the score is, you will never be bored. You will be entertained during every commercial break. You could have your own halftime show. And if you're watching the hockey game there, you get two intermissions for entertainment. Dean's Gold is open every single day from 8 p.m. all the way until 6 in the morning. Dean's Gold, the ultimate gentleman's club, is located on the northeast corner of Northeast 163rd Street and Biscayne Boulevard. That's in North Miami Beach. Have yourself a great night or even early morning. Surround yourself with beautiful women who come from all over the world. There's only one place in South Florida you could do that. It is the ultimate gentleman's club, Dean's Gold. Here on this Wednesday, Lieutenant Camacho from the Florida Highway Patrol with us on the Andy Slater Show. Lieutenant, uh, it's newsworthy. I sent out a tweet. I posted about it on my X feed last week. Uh, You guys at the Florida Highway Patrol are now at many events and gatherings with everything going on in the world, in particular um, Israel. Uh, You guys are now providing, shall I call it, uh, security. There's a lot of troopers uh, all around um, the Tri-County area. Yeah, obviously, Andy, the Tri-County area, it's uh, probably the third largest, I believe, Jewish communities in the United States, uh, mainly in Miami-Dade County. Uh, So obviously the uh, the governor felt that there was a... um, a necessity for a security response and he at his uh, order he's sending uh, state resources state troopers out to uh you know synagogues places of worship schools anything like that uh really just to protect again uh, the objective is protecting uh you know citizens of the state and uh you know just trying to help in any way we can of course uh, with the objective being public safety what type of presence are are we talking about here because I've seen it in in many places. I've heard about it in many places. And, I mean, there seems to be a lot of troopers out there. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, it's it's a large community of, of, of you know people of Jewish faith, and uh, you know we're just uh, again providing that uh, high visibility law enforcement presence at these places of worship, or again at schools. Some of these schools are very large schools, you know, over two thousand students sometimes. So of course, the the, the you know they feel. Uh, people are honestly, they're just, they're, they're scared and the people of the Jewish faith mainly. And, uh, you know, again, just providing that security presence, uh, maintaining that situational awareness, helping out in any way that we can. A lot of them have their uh, private security as well. So we're working in collaboration with them. Uh, but again, just doing whatever we can, Andy, just, you know, uh, again, uh, protecting them and making them feel uh, safe so they can continue with their daily lives. You know? Again, Lieutenant Camacho with the Florida Highway Patrol with us here on the Andy Slater show. He joins us every Wednesday. Lieutenant, I don't have a lot of time left um, this segment, but I do have a couple of minutes. I sent out that tweet, I believe, last week or the week before with the lookalike Florida Highway Patrol car. Um, it made national news all over the place, uh, a security company. Um, in the end, what wound up happening there? The, the woman got arrested, but she said she had that car wrapped because she liked what colors you guys have? Yeah, based on the report, she liked the. Uh, 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 she said uh, she liked the paint scheme and the way the colors. You know, the way the vehicle looked overall. I don't blame her. It's it's a good looking patrol car. We we just want America's best looking cruiser. That's right. But unfortunate, <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it is a first degree misdemeanor to to utilize that paint scheme, which is, uh, uh, you know, per, uh, prescribed to the Florida Highway Patrol only we, we only we can utilize that that black and tan paint scheme for our police vehicles and this one even took it a step further it had a blue uh overhead light bar it had a siren so uh you know obviously anybody that's not you know taking time to read the fine print i guess would 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 think it, it is a, a state trooper car because it would have probably even fooled me but uh we got the vehicle impounded and, and she was arrested a, a lot of people though lieutenant were saying oh that's a police auction gone bad no. but this wasn't no. this wasn't one of those cars with the light on the side no 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 our vehicles we take all the insignia off and and the tan colored portion on the top we actually get that uh spray painted i'd say uh we we, we spray paint over it black doesn't look very nice once we send them to auction because that top portion of it is actually spray painted uh to where it looks all black uh not professionally done but they are spray painted so they do not go to auction looking the way they do when when they're in uh when they're in use by fhp unbelievable Lute actually it's not unbelievable it's south florida <laughs> lieutenant camacho <laughs> with the florida higher patrol thanks for everything you do uh hopefully we'll have more time to chat uh, next week take care yes sir thanks Bye. the florida highway patrol they are keeping busy i mean their presence is being shown all over the place trying to keep everyone safe with legitimate patrol cars all right, that's all the time I got for this Wednesday. No show tomorrow. I'll be back with you on Friday. For now, I'm Andy Slater, and I'll see you later.